The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every game sport, WinBet has now what you need to sign up to win today. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. And welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November the 2nd afternoon, and that means we are here to preview week number nine in the National Football League morning games. I'm Moneyline Mac, Ryan McIntyre, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host every week, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Jay Mark. Jay Mark Football, how are you, man? I'm doing good. You're a busy man today. Been on the... uh college basketball experience you were on the the main pod um for their live stream and now here you're busy busy you're everywhere it's the best time of year i mean we still got the <laughs> world series going on nba's in the swing of things college basketball five days away but most importantly we're in week number nine in the nfl the baby of them all so what's your thoughts on uh, so far i mean we're kind of at the halfway point of the nfl so far any initial thoughts headed into this week number nine you know, I love the fact that the Packers keep losing, so that's good. <laughs> um, and really, I mean, this push to the playoffs is going to be, I think, pretty unpredictable, um, especially in the NFC. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are right on the cusp there that will be pushing for that that seventh seed. So it's going to be really interesting to see, especially these next couple of weeks, who can uh, notch a couple more in the win column and uh, kind of put set themselves up in a good position to make the playoffs. Um, what surprises are you seeing? That the Heineke's keep rolling on. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, like I, I joke about it. We were, I was joking with Ryan and Sean just a minute ago, like you win a couple games and then all of a sudden you're right there in the seventh seed and the NFC East is really, truly the NFC B so far this year. You got Philly undefeated still plays Houston tomorrow. Dallas continues to roll. The Giants finally lose a game, and then obviously Washington finally gets back in the mix after three straight wins with Heineke. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be entertaining coming down the stretch, especially with the, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks so limited, it looks like, with Green Bay. I mean, they, I mean, for them to cover the way they did and basically punting on the game, being like, hey, man, let's just not get embarrassed on Sunday night, shows you where the Packers are, like you said. And then Tampa Bay just continues to struggle with Brady. Yeah, no, I agree. It'll be interesting now that Brady's divorce is finalized to see if that really was what was kind of distracting him. Um, and then, you know, the the Packers, I think the Bills kind of handed them that cover by not playing it safe. They turned it over twice, one in the uh, towards the red zone there. Um, yeah, the the mediocre teams that we thought would probably be good again, you know, Rams, Bucks, Packers. Yep. is very interesting. Um, 
I like it. I like mix up. You know, I get tired of the same old teams on top. I wouldn't say that if the Bears were always on top, obviously, but they aren't. <laughs> so, um, but no, as a Bears fan, I, I will say, even though we got beaten by the Cowboys pretty badly, I was very encouraged by Fields. Um, it, really, the last two games, he's looked good. And then, you know, they make the trade for Chase Claypool. So it'll be interesting to see how they get him in the mix, too. And you mentioned it, and we're going to do a uh, NFL trade deadline recap show later tonight. So make sure you tune in to our uh, – we'll do that one live as well. We'll do it this evening. So just follow our Twitter for updates on that. But it, I don't remember the NFL trade deadline ever feeling like the NBA trade, trade deadline or the MLB <laughs> trade deadline. Like, I think this just happened over the last couple of years. But, I mean, you mentioned it. The Bears trade away a couple guys, and it looks like they're going to be sellers. But then they undercut the Packers and steal Chase Claypool away from them. Yep, yeah. I don't want to say too much on it because I want people to come to that show. But it was definitely interesting kind of watching it all unfold. Um, I was reading the NFL pushed the trade deadline back to the Tuesday after week eight in 2012. And this are the most trades they've had on the tra trade deadline day since that time. So, Definitely a lot of buying and selling, a lot of pieces moving, and um, it'll be interesting to see what impact that does make on those teams that either sold or bought, or both, like the Bears. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because I was like, I don't know if the Bears are being buyers or sellers, but you mentioned it. I mean, the Dolphins, obviously, big winner, and we'll touch on them um, in the later show tonight, but... Before we dive into, we got eight games in this early slate, and it's a uh, it's a minimal uh, late afternoon. There's only two games for some reason. So, but before we dive into these eight games, I want to shout out and get us paid. Win bet, ready to win and win money and boost your odds today. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern during the WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet.com. From boosted same game parlays, a live game in odds on every sport. WinBet has you what you need to win today. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the same state where you can play one bet is available. If you or someone has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And everybody knows that the NFL Gambling Podcast is part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And they are exclusive on YouTube as well. And they are giving you a chance to win a prize an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is subscribe to the youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win today. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. SGP contact you so that when you know that you won, uh, they will contact you. 
uh, before we dive into this, what do you think? Are you taking uh, Lawrence Taylor or Brian Dawkins? I think that's pretty lopsided. You know, I was thinking of that um, earlier today. Um, it's like, man, if I win, who would I choose? But I, I would have to go with LT. What about you? Yeah, no, I think this is a little bit of a stretch by Sean throwing uh, Brian Dawkins <laughs> in there. I think you, I think you need a little bit more, maybe more compensation since we are in trade deadline times. But uh, yeah, no, I'm going LT. I'm also curious: is this like from their personal collection? So we have to pick if Kramer or Sean have to give up something of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to reach out to them after the show to find out. But hey, everybody that enters, make sure you turn on your notifications so you know if you won or not. Absolutely. All right, let's lead it off in the early slate. If you're following us on YouTube, it's uh, our banners are at the bottom right now, and that means the Miami Dolphins coming off the NFC North win over the Detroit Lions, laying five is at your Chicago Bears, J. Mark. Over under set at 45 and a half. Give me some thoughts on this game with your Chicago Bears. Yeah, the long and short of this one is what does Chicago do well? They run the ball well. They're first in the league in rushing yards a game. The Dolphins are 10th ranked um, for rushing yards allowed a game. So I think they're going to struggle to move the ball in those big chunk run uh, run plays like they have before, uh, which is going to have to get fields going. So we're going to have to pass a little bit more um, like we have the past two weeks. Fields, I've been very encouraged by his progression. He's done done very well. Um, and Miami's 29th in passing yards allowed a game. Chase Claypool arrives in town. I, I think he'll probably be on a snap count because he's going to have to learn this playbook. So I doubt he'll play the whole game. But I, unfortunately, I don't see any way we keep up with Hill and Waddle. I mean, our, our secondary is not bad, but I they're more of a physical secondary, not a speed secondary. And so I don't think we keep up with them. I hate to do it. I've been on the Bears pretty much every pick, so maybe this is a good thing going against them. But I, I'm going to take Miami with, uh, with the five. How about you? Yeah, you know, I you're not behind your Bears, but I'm on your Bears this week. I, I find this line puzzling that Miami was a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Detroit but they're a five-point favorite at Chicago. Chicago's better than Detroit, so I don't see it. I think this is a tough spot for Miami, trying to acclimate new guys. Uh, Chubb coming off the deadline, and they're calling for bad weather Sunday in Chicago. Uh, high high winds. We've seen this with in a little bit of rain. Trey Lance flashbacks. So I think the Bears have a real good shot. I'm, I'm, I'm high on the Bears. We were talking about uh, the Bears over the last couple weeks so b- before the show, how – Justin Fields in the offense all of a sudden is averaging 30 points a game because they changed the way that they play, running the ball kind of like Baltimore. I think the, I think the Bears keep this one close. If Miami's going to win, I don't think they're going to win by more than a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Bears plus five, and I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that money line, man. Nice. I like it. Uh, I like the confidence. I'll definitely take it. Um, plus but... 185. Sorry, I didn't have that on hand. Oh, plus 185. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Um yeah, it, it will be interesting. I like how you bring up the Trey Lance flashbacks with our 49er fan, Nick Fortune, in the chat. Um, <laughs> take that, Nick. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it'll definitely be an interesting game. Um, if the Bears do win, you know, that sets them at four and five. Um, it, it seems crazy to think. But this is a team that could sneak into that seventh seed. If they continue to do play calling that helps Justin Fields, which 
imagine that they start doing design quarterback runs. They roll the pocket out almost every pass. Um, and it starts working. What do you know? Like, this is yeah. how we thought they should be play calling the whole year. And then they finally start doing it the last two games. I know the Dallas game was lopsided, but I think that score doesn't quite reflect how the game went. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is a, a big game for um, Chicago with how their season's going to go the rest of the year. Yeah, no doubt. And a, a trend going in your favor, Tua. I know it's a small sample size, but Tua – on the second leg of these road trips, coming from Detroit to Chicago, uh, 0-2, and he hasn't been even close in either of the matchups. He's failing to cover the spread by uh, almost 31 points, so that's going in your favor. I don't see you winning by 30, but I think you have, I think you guys are a live dog here, especially with the weather elements. So something to look out for, monitor that weather forecast going uh, going forward. Do you think this line will drop if, if the weather forecast becomes sharper? And there's more higher winds and and uh, more rain, I guess. Well, the public hates the Bears, so I mean, I could almost yes. see it going more um, with Miami getting favored even more. Um, which, if that's the case, that we when you get around to a touchdown, I'm jumping on the Bears, of course. But um, but yeah, I I think the public loves to fade the Bears, so we at least have that going in our favor. Yes, no, no <laughs> doubt. So. Uh, Let's move on to the next game on our slate in the early window. The Buffalo Bills are laying 12 and a half at the New York Jets, who uh, come into the matchup five and three overall. So a little bit of an inflated number, it it looks like, on the outside looking in. Over under 46 and a half. Can the Bills cover this in New York? Man, um, that's tough because they couldn't cover against the Packers. And I actually think the Jets are a better team than the Packers. That feels weird saying but I definitely think they're a better team than the Packers. So um, they did kind of fall back down to earth last week with their loss against the Patriots, but that could be more of the fact that we know Bill Belichick loves beating the uh, beating the Jets. We both had that as our lock. Um, just kind of knew that was going to happen. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the Bills have an offense that's much better ranked than the Jets' defense. They have a defense that's much better ranked than the Jets' offense. Yet I'm hesitant to take the Bills, I think, because um, – and I know the Buffalo has covered three of the last five. Last year they won by 16 and 22, but this Jets team just seems pretty feisty this year, and I think they're going to continue to be feisty, even if they are more like um, a little brother to to the Bills, just kind of an annoying feisty. So I, I'm going to take Jets in the in the points. How about you? Yeah, no, and uh, Nick Fortune in the chat, Bills would be a good teaser, yet potentially teasing this from uh, 12.5 down to 6.5, crossing that uh, 7 and 10 crucial numbers. I'm with you. I'm riding the Jets here. The home divisional underdogs have been really, really good. Uh, this year, 10-5 and five ATS, uh, bigger sample size since 2020. They're 54-39. and 39. So, I mean, they're hitting at a profitable rate there. And I, I just think this is, if you take the bills here, you're just paying the tax on just the bills inflated by about three points. I think this number should be closer to nine and a half, ten. And the look ahead was around that, around, uh, I got it right here. The bills on the look ahead were, uh, where'd it go? Actually, uh, yeah, nine and a half. So, yeah, no, I think that's where the number should be. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to just Belichick in the Jets, which, like you said, was with our lock. So I'll take the Jets in the points at home. Yeah. 
And, and one sharp shark is in the chat there. He takes Buffalo 25, Jets 11. 25. <laughs> hey, hey, one sharp shark, I'd love to see the odds on that exact score. That With 25 to 11, that'd be a hell of a hit if you could, if you could find those odds for us. Um, I just My only concern with the Jets, and I'm sure you're the same way, is with Brees Hall out, how do they score against this Bills defense? Yeah, for sure. Ryan's audio is making more jump cuts than LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> uh, I apologize for my poor connection if it's breaking up. Is it breaking up on your end, J-Mark? A little bit, but I hear you good now. Okay. Yeah, appreciate the feedback, One Sharp Shark. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next game. And we got my, my team. We got the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, returning back to the nation's capital. Maybe Dan Snyder will have sold the team by then. We'll see. Uh, Vikings <laughs> laying three and a half over under 43 and a half. Jay Mark, are you uh, taking your NFC North divisional foe? So I, in the, uh, when you were on the main pod there and they were talking about who would buy, um, the commanders, I said, why not Elon Musk? I mean, how would you like to have him as your owner? So we could go back to being the Redskins again. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think this TJ Hawkinson trade has been a little undersold for the Vikings. Um, you know, he's a fifth in the league in yards among tight ends and now goes to a pass happy attack. The defenses are already having trouble covering Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, accounting for Dalvin Cook. Now you add in TJ Hawkinson as well. And plus, former Iowa Hawkeye, he knows how to block. That'll help the run game too. Um, commanders are 11th in passing yards a game, and the Vikings have been allowing a lot of passing yards. So I do think the commanders have it in them to stay in this game. Um, but I hope you don't disconnect me after this. I think the Heineke magic just wears off just a little bit and Viking win Vikings win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Vikings at three and a half. I think the Vikings magic is ending on Sunday. Kirk yeah. cousins has never had more than a five game win streak. So they're riding high coming into DC and Heineke. I mean, he's won four in a row, uh, against the spread as a starter three in a row this year, four in a row going back to last year. Washington backup quarterbacks, 9-2-1 and one ATS in their last 12 games. Uh, that's such a Washington stat line that backup quarterbacks are so good. <laughs> so we love controversy. I just I think the magic continues here, and it, the, the defense is playing better. Chase Young looks potentially to be back on Sunday, so it gives that, this yeah. defense another uh, pass rusher that uh, just can add. And we, we all know Kirk Cousins, you get a little bit of heat on him, he's going to shit himself. So I've seen it for years and years and years. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I, I was looking at some trends, and it goes Kirk Cousins' record at FedEx Field is 16 and 13, straight up 14 and 15 against the spread it kind of sums up his time in washington they were always 500 so i thought that that has nothing to do with this game but i found it entertaining that uh he was around 500 and uh yeah large sample size too with his time in dc so now i'm gonna ride the money line i'm gonna take the home home team here plus 160 on the money line i think i think they win it outright and keep it rolling yeah, the only reason I'm not um, going against the Vikings is we keep saying that this team isn't as good as they appear. They're fraudulent, but they keep proving us wrong. So I'm finally going to jump. Maybe I'll be the curse against them and um, help your commanders win that way. I hope that's the case. <laughs> Let's move to another three-and-a-half-point line. L.A. coming off the bye, got embarrassed by Seattle before the bye, laying three-and-a-half against those Atlanta Falcons who are actually on a two-game losing streak against the spread now. 
but they're in first place in the NFC South. Over <laughs> under set of 49 and a half. J Mark, what do you think here, brother? Falcons should have covered last week. Um, I took them to cover and then they let up that Hail Mary and they should have lost the game outright if it wasn't for a miss, missed extra point kick. Um, this Falcons team, their secondary has just been hurting. Uh, they're now allowing the most passing yards a game. And I think Herbert was held back by his rib injury. I think that bye week probably helped him. And even with being held back, they're eighth in the league in passing yards a game. So I think they're going to take advantage of that. Um, this is all going to be about if the Chargers can slow the Falcons rushing attack because we know they're going to run the ball probably 75, 80% of the time. They continue to do that even when they're behind. Um, but I just think this Chargers team is going to be too much for them to keep up with. They've had that extra time to prepare, to rest up. So give me the Chargers at three and a half. How about you? We're seeing eye to eye on this one. Um for some reason, well, actually, this is a common tread with uh, the L.A. Chargers. They're better on the road than they are at home. This is uh, two years of sample size under Brandon Staley where they're just not a good home team. This year, 3-0 and ATS on the road against the spread. So, um, And then Herbert's been good in the Eastern time zone, 10-4 and in his career, ATS. It's just a common trend where they're better on the road and they're better away from L.A., get away from the distractions. So I'm with you. I think uh, this is a get-right spot for L.A. We just saw it. When, who was it? They lost to uh, Jacksonville, got blown out by Jacksonville, got right in Houston. I think it's a similar spot where they get right. They pounce on Atlanta from the beginning. Atlanta's coming off the emotional win. Got Carolina on deck again next week. So they're going to want to they want to win these NFC South games. So I think a uh, good spot for the Chargers here. Yep, agreed. Well, let's move along to the next one. And we just touched on it in the NFC South. And we got another cross-conference uh, matchup here. The Carolina Panthers coming off the heartbreak loss, going to the jungle with, with the Bengals, who were embarrassed on Monday Night Football by the Cleveland Browns. Lane seven and a half, over under 42 and a half. Where you got here, J-Mark? Yeah, so I think both these teams are coming off of kind of emotional losses. Bengals three-point favorites lose by 19. Panthers should have won. They missed the extra point, go into overtime, and end up losing. And these Panthers have been feisty since trading CMC um, and since P.J. Walker really kind of took over as quarterback. But I think this is a game that the Bengals really need. I think they need to come out and dominate just for their own confidence um, to show that they don't need Jamar Chase to win games. Um, but the big question is, can they get Joe Mixon going? The offensive line was supposed to have taken a step forward this year. He's got one game over 80 rush yards since the, and that was the first game of the season. Good news is Panthers allowing 24th most rushing yards a game. Um, this one is tough because I really kind of want to take the Panthers, but I just don't see them getting it done in this battle of cats. So I, I'm going to ride with the Bengals here to win by over a touchdown. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on the same page as you. Just pulling up some trends with Joe Burrow coming off a loss. For some reason, he cannot beat uh, the Browns. 0-4 in his career now. Joe Burrow on short rest, 3-1 and one, uh, straight up. ATS scoring over 27 points a game. He's 3-0 and at home in that time. And like I said, he's 0-4. For some reason, he just doesn't play well against the Browns. 0-4 in his career, but he's 4-0 the following week coming off the Browns' losses. So I look for that trend to continue. And this is a sandwich spot for Carolina, like it, Atlanta, where they got a big Thursday night game next week. I think uh, Cincinnati gets on them early, and then they just blow it out. Kind of like the Atlanta game in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. That's how I see this thing playing out. 
Yep, agreed. And surprisingly, one sharp shark who loves to fade me agrees. He's got Cincinnati winning by 10. Yeah, and hey, and I just figured out a feature where I can put his comments on the screen. So one oh, sharp hey, shark, hey. you made the you made the logo. He's got 2717 <laughs> for everybody following on YouTube. Love it. What what are we what are we doing with these Bengals going forward? So obviously Jamar Chase not going to be back for what three four weeks now something like that yeah can they stay in this division race with uh the baltimore ravens i think they can um i think they uh the big thing is you fade them when they are facing an elite pass rush right because they can't seem to protect joe burrow but when they do protect him against a pass rush that can't get to him they move the ball down the field quickly so i you know t higgins tyler boyd um even Hayden Hurst, I think they're going to do enough to wait until Jamar Chase is back, and they're going to they're going to stay in this. I don't think they win the division. I think this is the Ravens to lose, but I think they can at least stay competitive and stay in this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and they, I mean, they have the experience too of uh, going through the playoff gauntlet last year. So I'm with you, but that that offensive line is a big time uh, red flag for me with them advancing in the playoffs. I know they did it last year, but I thought a lot of luck was involved as well. I figured out how to do that now too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's fun to play with. So yeah, one sharp shark. Uh, he's fired up about being able to put his comments on the on the board. So appreciate your support, one sharp shark. Hey, I got a I got a hell of a game coming up now. We got the Green Bay Packers headed to Detroit, sitting at three and five. I did not stutter. Three and five overall, <laughs> tied with the Chicago Bears in the NFC North. May I add, and they're going to the basement uh, where the Detroit Lions are sitting at what one and six now. Dan Campbell, they traded Hawkinson over under forty nine and a half. You taking the home dog here? Or are you taking your arch rival? So these losses just keep piling up for the Packers, don't they? Four in a row to be exact, and no trade deadline pushes for a new wide receiver after the Bears. Uh, jumped in front there sounds like Lazard might be back but this play calling is I mean they're not play calling to the Packers strengths they're not running the ball enough I think that's how they start winning games pound the rock with Jones and Dylan um and you know you would think facing a Lions team that can't seem to buy a win uh would be exactly what they need to get right but Detroit started very fast against Miami they were up 27-17 at half do we think the Packers have the ability right now to push the ball down the field to make a comeback? I don't think they have it in them right now. I think this team is broken, to be honest. And maybe I'm only making this pick because I'm trying to will it to happen. But, hell, give me the Lions plus three and a half. Do you think the Lions have a chance to win this game? I do. I do. Yeah. I think they're alive, especially because it's in Detroit. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you here. I'm taking the three and a half, and maybe we're walking into this one. And but this is a game where Green Bay finally gets right offensively. But I, I like like you said, I I could see Green Bay like coming out starting fast, kind of like they did against Washington. But then I could see Green or Detroit getting right back into this game with that offense with Jared Goff, and we've seen the Lions over and over and over again under Dan Campbell as a dog backdoor cover. So they came up just short. I, it depends on what number you got. I know it went off at four and a half. So if you were able to grab them plus four and a half last week, you won. If four, it was a push, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm going to take the Lions with the points. I think they have a chance to win, but this screams that somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the Packers a 4-5 and on a Mason Crosby field goal to win it. Yeah, that could be. Um, You know, if they can't stop this run, though, whether it's DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams, um, and Mm -hmm. it especially would be nice if Jamal Williams can have another two-touchdown game or whatever because – he, you know, came from the Packers, went to Detroit. I think that's an important thing for him because he really loved playing for the Packers, and he's been very vocal about that. Um, but, yeah, I, if if Rodgers can't take advantage of this secondary, is there a secondary he can take advantage of? Because this is one of the worst in the NFL. No doubt. Yeah, no, and I we've also seen it where we're going to – like I said, I keep uh, teasing the uh, trade deadline uh, recap show tonight, but – We've seen it with Carolina. They trade away McCaffrey. They pounce up for a game. Maybe Detroit does it. You trade away Hawkinson. Everybody's writing you off. These are still professionals, and they'll give a professional effort. They're playing for a job next year. And I uh, maybe it was a the final blow to the Packers that they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. It certainly didn't help, that's for sure. I mean, especially with Rodgers always asking for more receiver help. Uh, one sharp shark in the chat says he likes over 49 and a half. I agree. Um, I like the over in this game. Yeah. And it sounds crazy to be taking those uh, green Bay Packers in and over because their offense has been so inept, but Detroit's defense does suck. If Rogers and that offense can't get going this game, they're not going to get going against anybody, especially in a dome. Agreed. Yeah. This is a, if they lose stick a fork in them game. No doubt, and if you are, if you think they're going to turn around, this is the time to buy them in terms of their futures yep. market. They will never be as low as they are, unless they lose to the Lions, and then they're done. Like you said, like it, mm-hmm. you lose to the Lions, it's a death sentence. So, uh, yeah, no, we're seeing eye to eye on that one. Let's move on to another team that's uh, treading water. That's the Indianapolis Colts losing a heartbreaker to the Washington Heineke's last week uh, in dramatic fashion. They're going to New England. New England only laying five and a half over under 39 and a half. So low total here. Jay Mark, give me some thoughts on this one. This is an interesting game. Two teams struggling offensively. Yeah. If you had told me that the Colts would be 27th in rushing yards per game, I would have assumed Jonathan Taylor had missed multiple games or like half the season even because he was so elite last year. He's only missed two games. This team's just been so inefficient. Ryan is out. Ellinger's in. He didn't do terrible, but certainly didn't seem to be the spark they needed. Um, Colts been all right on defense, though. They are top 10 in points allowed per game. Um, And while I do like New England to win this game, I don't trust New England to cover a five and a half point favorite. Their offense has just been so up and down. Um, And whether it's Mac Jones, which it sounds like they're going to stick with Mac Jones, not Bailey Zappi. I think they do better with Bailey Zappi, to be honest. But um, I'm struggling on this one, but I think the Colts' defense keeps them in long enough. So give me the Colts plus five and a half. How about you? I'm I'm with you here. I, I think New England's not very good offensively right now. This no. screams of a game kind of like Green Bay where, hey, man, let's just win this game, move on into the bye week, fix some things offensively. But they just got to get through this game. I think the Colts uh, inspired effort on Sunday. I think they're going to keep this thing close. Um, Obviously, your head coach, Eberflus, came from Chicago or uh, Indianapolis. Maybe Frank Reich and that offense tried to uh, copy some of the things Chicago was able to do. I know 
Ellinger isn't Fields mobility-wise, but maybe some of the same concepts and principles can bother this New England defense? Yeah, they should. I mean, they. this is a game where the Bears, who nobody was saying was very good at that time, put up 33 points on them and held them to very minimum. I mean, they blanked him in the second half. So um, definitely should be making some phone calls to his old buddy and uh, saying, hey, hey, um, give me some pointers here. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, One Sharp Shark likes Indy on the money line plus 200. I don't think that's a bad play, especially – Another thing that's saying this game is going to be a close game is the total, 39.5. So expect a 20-17 to 17 game. These two met up last year. I know Jonathan Taylor didn't practice today, but I think he is going to play come Sunday. And if he does, is he limited? And is that why they they went out and got Zach Moss? That's uh, I know we're teasing the trade show again here. It's so hard yeah. not to talk <laughs> about these, though. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. And uh it's uh, it, it definitely is interesting that this number hasn't this number hasn't waved at all, and it's been, even with the public being on New England. Yeah, I, and I don't know why. I don't know what New England has shown that shows that anybody would want to jump on them. I certainly don't. Yeah, no, it's it's it just feels like another. Um, I I know there might be some bad weather up there as well, uh, with with the winds. I don't think it's supposed to be raining, but. I think bad weather actually might favor Indianapolis in terms of just mucking the game up a little bit as well. Agreed. Let's move on to our final game of the slate. And this game is just fitting for this uh, one o'clock window. Vegas coming off maybe the most embarrassing loss of the year (laughs) in the NFL in terms of production. Derek Carr only throws for 100 yards, couldn't run the ball with Josh Jacobs. They're laying one and a half. At Jacksonville, over under 48. All the Jaguars do is lose close games. Uh, Jay Mark, give me some feedback in this one, man. This is uh, two teams going in the same direction, the wrong direction. Yeah, and this Raiders team, I mean, something's got to change. I don't know if the problem is car or coaching, but, I mean, they traded for Devontae Adams to take their offense to the next level. They're 28th at total yards game, 24th in passing yards a game. I know the Jaguars have been just as disappointing, dropping five straight now, but um, one of these teams obviously is going to get a little bit back on track. I think they're pretty evenly matched, and their spread obviously reflects that. I just don't trust the Raiders as favorites. They they just don't scream to me as a team that should be favored over anybody. So I'm going to take the Jags for the upset here and plus one. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't blame you at all. I think – the situational travel spot definitely fa- favors Vegas. They were rumored to have a lot of, uh, they had the flu bug, flu bug, sorry, going around <laughs> where guys like Devontae Adams were sick and they played like it. They had no energy, no pop early kickoff in uh, New Orleans. They're staying in Florida this week, going right from New Orleans. I always think that does favor a team that's on the second leg of the road trip. You don't have the wife and kids bugging you all week. You're all football. You don't have to run errands in, or you're not home for Halloween running around trick or treating. <laughs> so I, I'm going to take the Raiders because I also want to fade Jacksonville coming back from London. Teams that have come back from London have not been good. I know the Vikings found a way to beat the Bears, but it was it was close. Um, I think that the only one that has actually won coming off to London, we know what happened with Green Bay when they came back. So in another trend going, the close drive special, as Ryan and Sean say, where a team that fails to cover the spread by 20 or more points. 
that trend is hitting at a 66 and 48 ATS in the next game. So I'm going to ride that trend. I'll take the Raiders to get right and Jacksonville to find a way to lose another one possession game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if this game ends in a tie, to be honest. This is this yes. is one I see going into overtime. Nobody could score and it ends in a tie. Yeah, no, and, and you man, like Jacksonville is might be the most frustrating other than Vegas. These are probably two of the more frustrating teams this year because all the analytics say Jacksonville should be a good team. They should be better than the giants and the giants. All they do is win close games. All the Jaguars do is lose close games. And maybe that flips in the second half, but I don't know, man, Trevor Lawrence, some of these interceptions he's throwing are head scratching to say the least. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, I wonder if, I really question his ability to handle adversity because the storyline coming out of college is what he had only lost two games in his whole career of football, high school, college. And then you go into the NFL and you drop every game, but two your first year. Now look at you here. Is he able to bounce back from that? Is he able to handle that loss? I think that's a a big part of why I don't necessarily like a team taking a quarterback that has not lost much because are they able to bounce back from it? Um, and so I just wonder how much pressure he's putting on himself because he's just so used to winning and it's not happening. Yeah, no, I think, I think there's a lot to that. And I, I know Doug Peterson, a lot of people hopped on that wagon, myself included at one point that this was a trendy, sexy pick to maybe win the AFC South, but they just, they can't win a close game. So you, it'll be interesting to see. They just traded for Calvin Ridley uh, next year. So yeah. maybe they, uh, he'll be eligible next year. We hope so. Hopefully he's done playing parlays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us play the parlays. You do the play and uh, Calvin right. Ridley. So, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting. For uh, sure. Let's, let's transition into our final segment of the show. But everybody's been waiting for our lock dog and tease. For week number nine in the early slate, I will let you kick it off here, J-Mark. All right, I'll kick it off with my lock. I'm going to take the Chargers at three and a half. I think they get on track here. They had that extra rest, and I think they kind of overwhelmed the secondary with the passing game. Um, And even getting Eckler involved in the passing game, he's caught most passes in the last three weeks. Well, I guess before their bye in the last two weeks and any other running back. So, um, yeah, I see them moving the ball easily. So give me the Chargers. How about you? I thought about that one. I'm going to go to another favorite. I think this is an absolute smash spot for the Bengals. I think they put it on Carolina. Carolina comes back a little bit to the pack here. I'm going to take the Bengals minus seven and a half. I think they win this one going away by double digits. So I will take the Cincinnati Bengals off the embarrassing loss. Minus seven and a half as my lock. I like it. How about your dog? So... I was really tempted to get crazy here and go with the Jets, but I don't want our managing editor, Adam Pelletier, to um, to be on his shit list, you know. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions. And again, maybe this is me trying to will it to happen, but I'm going to go with them to get it done, put the Packers into irrelevancy. Um, this team's broken. The, the Packers are broken, and I think the home field advantage only helps the Lions out. So giving the Lions plus 165, it's small. Because it's small, I got a little bonus parlay. Take the Vikings, <clears throat> excuse me, and Lions money line. That's plus 300. But if you want to go crazy, Bears games are sneakily becoming overs. 
So add in Bears Dolphins over 45 and a half just for shits. That's plus 665. I like that. Yeah, I don't I don't uh I don't hate that other than Minnesota cuz I'm going for my <laughs> as my dog. I am going Washington Heineke's get it done I, again. Number 4 it. in a row. <laughs> Kirk Cousins comes back to DC and takes a big fat L. I will take the Washington Heineke's plus 160 on the money line and for my money line uh dog parlay, I like where you're going with this. I'm going to tip but I'm going to take your Bears with uh Washington that's at plus six fifty. I don't want to put. I don't want to throw the Detroit Lions in there too, just because they always find a way to a way to lose. So I'm going to ride <laughs> so it true. out plus six fifty with uh, with our two teams, Washington and Chicago, outright on Sunday. I like it. So wait, and uh, I'll buy you a uh, couple bourbons with that money when uh, cash is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where do you want to go for your week number nine tees? All right, so I'm going to start with the Bengals, tease them down to just a point favorite because, again, I think they're going to have kind of a blowout game. Going to kind of double dip in my lock here, take the Chargers plus three and a half, and then I'm going to have Miami at plus one because while you got faith in my Bears, I don't necessarily have faith in them. I think Miami wins that game, even if it's by a little bit, so that at least covers covers me if they only win by a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. Um, just looking at this right now, I am going to tease the Bengals as well down. I'm going to tease – let's go the Bears. I like the Bears as well. I like the Bears yeah. to 11, cross over that 10 number. I think they keep it close. And I'll tease Indy to plus 11.5 from 5.5. I don't think New England's blowing anybody out nowadays. So uh, Cincinnati, Chicago, Indianapolis for my tease – and this week, and I see one sharp shark has Jacksonville as his dog this week. And he also likes Seattle plus two. That'll be in the late slate. So make sure you tune in later this week. I think tomorrow, Moon off and Scott, they have a short slate this week, only two games. Yeah, for sure. They better talk about them in, in depth. I demand that in 20 <laughs> minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, if there's, a, if there's any two guys that can pull that off, it is those two. So everybody, make sure you uh, check out those guys. And make sure you tune in uh, for our Lock Dog and Tees. I know that we only give out our Lock Dog and Tees for the games that we cover, but I could see J Mark and I flipping one of our Tees options out or even a dog. I mean, last week we both hit our locks, and of course I took the Heineke's on the money line again. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a dog streak right now. I was delusional um, going going for the Bears to to upset Dallas. So well, you I did hit not it the hit week before. Dog. So I, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. So make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter uh, and please leave a uh, review. Uh, it really helps with uh, the show going forward. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Before we get up on out of here, J Mark, tell everybody where to find you. Real quick, one sharp shark's got a question for us. Oh, I, Who's going to be the first team to beat the Eagles? Houston, Washington, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, Giants, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, and then Giants again is their schedule. Who do you think is going to be, be the first to beat them? Washington, right? No, no freaking <laughs> doubt, man. I'm looking at it right now. Washington is plus 400 on the money line next Monday night in Philly. So that that might be my dog next week, man. I might just keep drinking go. the Heineke. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go from Bud Light all the way to Heinekens this year. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't even like Heinekens, but if Heineke keeps winning games, I'm gonna keep drinking the Heineken Kool Aid. There you go. Um, 
I'm going to take a, a safe one here and say the Giants because they have two opportunities to beat them um, since yeah. they play them twice. So I, I think the Giants, I think they'll split the with the Giants because the Giants have been pretty good. So um, as much as I want to take Chicago, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Giants. Now, the Bears is a good spot for you because it's a sandwich game. It's a three game road trip for the Eagles. I looked at it because I was thinking the same thing because I was prepping for the Eagles show today with Sean. Yep. And I was like, man, I hope they lose all these games. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I, I saw that the three-game stretch, a lot of people will probably pick Dallas. I don't think they're going to make it all the way to Christmas undefeated. We've seen how hard it is to go undefeated in the NFL. Yep. Like, call me crazy, I could see Washington winning next week. Like, it's an NFC East rivalry, and they're not going to run the table. So I know Sean's going to say they're going to run the table, but deep down he knows they, they, they need a loss, to be honest. Yeah. Agreed. So, got to got to face that adversity, just like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> watch, watch. Uh, Green Bay will be the one to pick them off. Rogers will go in there and, and get it done, <laughs> and you'll you'll be pissed off, world. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you tell everybody where to find you? I, sorry, we got sidetracked with uh, one sharp shark. Yeah. No. Follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Go check out Old Fashioned Football, where we're talking fantasy football and drinking whiskey, like the one behind me here. Um, and yeah, and then on the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast website and app. Yes, and make sure you go check out the old-fashioned football because I can tell you firsthand, I was 0-2 in fantasy and forgot to listen to uh, the show weeks one and two. I was getting ready, trying to get used to the flow of this show. And ever since I've started listening to old-fashioned football, I think I'm 5-3 and three now, so 1-5 nice. out of 6. So I uh, attribute to you, J-Mark, you and your lovely wife, that uh, <laughs> my you turned around my fantasy season single-handedly. Hey, we'll take it. (laughs) Exactly. So I'll send you a bottle when I win the fantasy championship. There you go. (laughs) And you guys following on YouTube, you can see our Twitter handles. I'm at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm in the Discord as well. Hit me up with some Week 9 player props, uh, over-unders, Moneyline parlays. I'm more than happy to listen and ride it out with you as well, sweat it out. So, uh, yeah, you got any last thoughts, man? Or just talk smack, one sharp Yeah. Yeah, I love. That's why we love one sharp shark. He keeps it real. Yep, so that's right. Hey, good luck, everybody, this weekend, week nine, halfway point in the NFL, and don't forget to let it ride.